Hello, welcome back, Coffee and Combo listeners. It's your host, Liz Bullard, host of Coffee and Combos. And this is my podcast where I talk with friends, leaders in the community, and other great conversationalists. And today is no exception. I am excited to have Kayla Jackson here. And she is a coach and gentle guide. And she helps people um, curate their life and their home. And I'm so excited because I forgot the connection between our mental health and our homes. And so I'm so excited to get into that and talk about that. So welcome. Yes, thank you so much, Liz. I'm super happy to be here and very excited to talk today about that connection. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I'd like to welcome everyone to Coffee and Combos by asking them, are you a coffee or tea person? What is your favorite cup? I am a tea person. I have a very, very sensitive, um, it's, I had like a latte once and I was like, oh man, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Like I just, it's too much caffeine for me. So like black tea in the morning really is just like, it's great. It gets me going. Um, my favorite tea, I really love white teas. Ooh, I have not really dabbled a lot in that. Like they're so light and airy and in like, you know, does that kind of sum up your personality? <laughs> kind of, <laughs> a little bit. It sums up some of it, but yeah, it just, it's very, it's chill, which I think mm-hmm. counts towards my personality. But yeah, I, I just love, I do love light herbals. Mm. So like a nice light herbal tea. I love it. Well, you know, it's good for your soul, just like this conversation of liberation in your life, in your home. And, you know, listeners, definitely grab your pens and pencils. And in this time of COVID where housing is up and down, if you're like, this doesn't apply to me, think about your environment, whether it's your work environment, where you're staying, because it all matters. And so, Kayla, why is it liberation in your life and home? Like, why is it important? Why should we care? Yeah, I think that we should care because like you mentioned, it it's kind of, um, sometimes it's an afterthought, the actual home piece and like what you are bringing into your physical space and how your physical space communicates with you and your energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that those, those two aspects, they speak to each other. Um, and I think that in some aspects, yes, there is the core piece of it. I love pretty things. I love things to be curated in a pretty way. I have a background um, in home staging and interior design. And I also have a background in social work. So I am in some ways just combining those two pieces because I was just noticing in the social work and in the home staging interior design world, how when those pieces are disconnected, just a lot of things can come up Mm. that are unhealthy um and that are just like repeat patterns Mm. and it could be repeat patterns from the house that you were raised in that you then take into your current home um the ways that you just show up in a space i just think that there's it's worth reviewing Mm -hmm. and just checking in on right is this actually working for me does the space serve me um are there things in the space that I like or am I doing this because Instagram told me that this is the newest and cutest trend? Like, I just think that all of that is worth examining just as much as we are all examining our personal lives and our like self-development. I think the home is just as important. I love how you said it's a good reflection of how you show up and, uh, of, you know, how you show up in spaces is important. And 
I love kind of you, you touched on, you know, are you putting in pieces that, you know, are just there because someone else says they're there? Are they things you like? And, you know, it really is a reflection of where you are in your life, what's going on? Does your space reflect you? Do you feel comfortable in your space? Why, why not? There's so many um, areas to explore underneath that. And how did you even get into to this from social work? <laughs> yeah, so I just, I had always loved home pieces. Um, well, for folks who care about astrology things, I am a sensitive cancer crab. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> See, that's why we connected right off. <laughs> yes, I love that. Um, so yeah, as you know, we, we care about our homes. We care about our little shells. We care about like what is happening inside of it. Um, and like, I have a, I can't remember, my astrologer was telling me that my, I have a cancer placement in the fourth house, which is also the home of like family, the house interior things. So I feel like I'm just like a super cancer in some capacities. So that was one piece of it, right? Like I've always cared about home things. Um, I've also always wanted to help people. Mm. I just love the idea of supporting people, listening to what's going on in people's lives and just being a sounding board, which led me into um, doing social work. And I did that for some time. um, And I just kind of completely burned out. Mm. So I was super into the helping piece, but I was less into actually embodying all these skills that I was learning in school, right? It was like, let's focus on everybody else and all of their problems. But like, I don't, let's not put the spotlight on me. Like, I don't want to discuss my stuff. Like, you know, um, in some ways, I think that my serious desire to help was also a really good avoidance strategy Mm. for not focusing on my own things. That's a word right Um, there, right? Sometimes we can highlight people's like, oh my God, they're such a carer, but do they ever turn that lens on themselves? And it is a great avoidance because if you're caring for others, they're not really, (laughs) they're going to be like, that's fine. They're getting their needs met. Exactly. And you are getting satisfaction from being good, right? It's like, oh, I'm being such a great person this person is benefiting from me and like it's it feeds the ego you know it feeds the ego and I think that because it's under the guise of being quote-unquote super helpful it just feels like a a behavior that's not necessarily you know harmful Mm -hmm. quote-unquote unhealthy right it just it's it's an easy way to kind of like keep skating by Mm -hmm. and avoiding and avoiding responsibility and accountability in your own life. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I completely fried. I burnt out. I had to leave the field. Um, and I was very like, oh, I don't know what to do next. And I was just like, why? I just want to stare at pretty things. Like, I don't want any hard problems. I can't hold it anymore. I just want to look at pretty things. Um, so then I connected with an interior designer out here. And helped her out. And then that path led me into home staging. Um, so I was prepping houses that real estate agents were selling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, the biggest problems of the day was like, oh, we don't have the right pillows. And it was just, you know, that was just so easy. That was, yeah, it was a great alternative for me. Um, and then, of course, 2020 happened. <laughs> and then I was kind of left again with like, oh, what do I do? Um, 
And I also had just been missing, I've been starting to miss that client component, Mm. that component of just like really getting in deep um, with somebody's life and goal setting and having time away from it and having that time to kind of work on my own things. Mm -hmm. It led me to want to create my own business and merge the two ideas into one. I love that. And I, in what you're saying, I hear you kind of saying about being intuitive, right? Like knowing when you needed to step away from the field, knowing when you needed to feed that other side and just really feeding that need and, and knowing that it's not selfish, but knowing that it's necessary and that your well-being is important and it's valuable. And and I love that. And you're helping people do that currently as well, like, you know, feed their their need and their soul. Yeah. And I think that I didn't, I think that I had the intuition and knowing now of like, oh, that was very clear that I needed to stop. I need to take a break. I needed to, uh, I needed to form a new relationship to what it meant to be helpful. Mm. And I just didn't, I think that back then I did not have the intuition. My body shut me down. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I just, I burnt out. Um, but yeah, now I definitely have a much more embodied approach to what I'm talking about. And I'm just really focused on, yeah, modeling that care, modeling how I show up in my home and life and helping others model that to themselves, to each other. Right. Like, I just think that that, yeah, that knowing is really important and it, it took me a minute (laughs) Mm. to get there. So what would you say to a client that they come to you and, and they don't have that knowing I mean, they're like, listen, I know something's off, but I don't have that knowing. Like, how do you help the folks like me that they're like, oh, what happens next? <laughs> yeah, I I ask questions and I have gentle nudges. And I think that um, I think that sometimes I think sometimes clarity gets a bad rap. I think mm-hmm. it's very like, no, you don't have to have all the answers. Just flow and just do this and just do that. And I think that all that's valid and true. I also think that, again, there is a time and a place for getting super clear around what you want. And mm-hmm. for me being the space for you to just say fully without like having to censor yourself, without being worried that the other person might judge you for it, right? Like in this you know, client coach dynamic. I don't, I'm not somebody that you have to perform for. Mm -hmm. I'm not somebody that you have to take care of. I'm not somebody that you have to um, kind of be some certain way with in the space that we have together. I get to just ask you point blank, like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you want? What, when you think of this like amazing, beautiful version Mm -hmm. of your home and life, what does that look like? What does it feel like? Mm -hmm. Um, and how is it different from what you're doing right now? Mm. So like really getting clear about that gap yeah. and then just kind of walking through that gap and me just holding space for you and kind of like reflecting back what you're telling me, right? And then you assessing and being like, oh, okay, well, I didn't realize that that's what I say all the time. And it's like, yeah, what do you want to do about it? Do you want to change it? Do you want to keep it? Um, just having the space, I think, for folks to yeah, get clear about what they want and they and what they need is where I like to start. Mm, what they want and what they need. And and you talk about like they don't have to perform for you. Like they get to just show up and 
again, I think that we we skip over that in terms of our home and our environment, but really having that exploratory lens of, do you show up for yourself in your home, right? Like, is that a space where you can be authentic? Is it the only place you could be authentic? Um, if it's not your home, like in environments, are you able to show up as yourself? And if not, why? And I think that's such a valuable question that we sometimes skip because we feel like, oh, it's just superficial or the home is pretty or, but it, it's so, so layered. Yeah. And I think that another piece too with it is that the clients who I work with, I'm mainly working with women or folks who are femme or marginalized in some way or capacity, right? So like, that's where the liberation piece comes in too, because mm. so much of that is our socialization. Mm. Like we're just not told. Um, and I'll just speak specifically about black women right now, right? Like we're just, black women are just not told that they even get to sit down and have this actual curating happening in their home and life. It's very much so like you either need to be doing something for somebody, you need to be providing this thing, you've got people counting on you. And like there just rarely is a space for black women to just kind of fully show up and be and um, just really think through these questions. And, you know, there's a reason for that. <laughs> It'd be much it's much easier if we are just doing something to serve the larger overculture mm. than to actually show up and to be like, wait, hold on. I need to take care of myself. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Please talk more about the liberation piece and and how you help clients explore that because it absolutely like I think as you're talking I think about you know there's times where when I need to focus on myself I do kind of use my home as that like it's kind of like the reminder of like when things get messy, I know I'm putting myself on the back burner and like, you know, if I'm not taking the time to be intentional, I'm like, Hmm, someone's been overworking or putting others first. And, you know, I got to readjust. So please talk more about the liberation. Cause I know that is a passion of yours. Yeah. So, um, when I was, in undergrad and grad school and getting exposed to social work, I was also getting exposed to social justice centers, to black feminism, to all of these. um, It's things that I think I, I thought about, but I didn't quite have the words. I didn't really know how to put it together. I was like, Oh, something is off here. I don't know what it is, but something is off. And then all of these black feminist scholars and creators, Audre Lorde in particular is my main, she's just, (laughs) everything I just love I just I was really she just spoke to me in ways that I did not realize I needed to be spoken to and addressed and heard and um I bring that liberation piece in particularly when I'm talking with marginalized folks because I find that when we're working together and going over the sessions a lot of the things that are happening are it's that socialization piece it's like I was mentioning earlier like it's the it's the stereotypes and boxes that we as black women have to fit into to survive mm-hmm. and get through certain aspects of our day. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and that that survival tactic is very helpful in situations where it's called for, yeah. but sometimes that survival tactic is then put in every single aspect of your life. Mm. And then like you mentioned, like you do have your home space to kind of like, 
be that check and balance of like, oh, I think I need to regroup because my home's kind of not necessarily in order. And I'm th- and with some other clients, sometimes even that is gone. It's like, I didn't even realize that I could have that thing. Mm. I just was in survival mode yes. and just in constant, like, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go, yeah. I got to hustle, I got to do this, I got to make this thing, I got to make rent, I got to, and it's just like being in that constant survival mode yeah. is draining and exhausting. And having somebody to say like, it doesn't have to be this way. Even though you have been told that this is how you are supposed to show up, you don't have to show up in this way. You get to show up in however way you want to show up. Mm. Um, So just being able to help people identify how they want to show up, right? Mm. Because like, that's the whole point behind liberation for me. I don't care how you show up. I care about you being active around that choice. And why you're making that choice. Oh, I love that language that your liberation is your choice of what that looks like. Yes. So if it looks like what is considered quote unquote stereotypical, fine. I don't like that's fine. That's perfect. As long as it's your choice, as mm. long as you are accessing your agency, um, that's that's really all I care about. You don't have to live your life like me. You you don't have to. It's not for everybody. Um, but I do want you showing up fully and accessing your liberation in your life and making that active choice. Oh my gosh. So many great nuggets. And as you were, you were talking, I thought about, um, and you, you know, the reference of marginalized communities. And I thought about when I used to be a homeless worker and um, the importance of finding furniture. And sometimes the outside world is like, you know, beggars can't be choosers, just take whatever. But it is so important to be able to choose what goes into your home and to Mm -hmm. have that authorship of the environment that you create, because that also goes to breaking patterns of this is yours and you get to have um, authority over what is yours. You get to have ownership and there's such an ownership piece. And I wonder if we looked at things through the lens of it's not just things, but it is beginning a pattern of you taking ownership of your life, of you starting over. Would even that shift start to help so many people? Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think it would because it it is the, it's again, it's that clarity and awareness piece. It's the just ability to just stop and just be like, hold on. Like, yes, it is going this way. And this is how it has gone for the majority of your life. And if you don't like that, you now have agency. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I want to, I do want to be clear that like, I honor and acknowledge the fact that there might've been a lot of times in your life when you didn't have agency, Mm -hmm. right? Where like, it was just not really, you just weren't able to actively make that choice. You were told, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, you will do this thing. You will show up in this way this is what's happening. Mm. Um, And I think that that's something that doesn't always get unpacked as you get into adulthood. Um, And as you're figuring out your space and what it means to show up in your space and to show up in your life, like when you've just kind of not been able to tap into your agency, it can feel like you're still that little kid, right? Like you're still in that like trapped. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't make a choice. Right. So like, I I hear that a lot with clients of like, why can't do that thing? Yeah. And it's like, why not? (laughs) Why not? And then we kind of get, we were digging a little deeper and then it's like, oh, it's because I was told that often through my upbringing 
And I was carrying that into my adulthood. And it's like, oh, I can have a different set of rules now. I can have a different set of ways of showing up in my home and my life. Apps, like as you're talking, I'm like thinking like you, you know, you don't think about all the layers, <laughs> but it, you know, and the, the connection between social justice and patterns of behavior, but you're exactly right. And um, there's a local um, uh, housing organization and one of their classes is about, um, I think like they were referencing like choosing paint colors, right? Because a lot of people who are renting, they never have the opportunity to have that liberation of, I'm going to put this on my walls or that. And they struggle mm-hmm. with that. And mm-hmm. even thinking about how that shows up in other areas of your life of, you know, not being able to be vocal um, is so fascinating. Yeah. It's layered, like you said, it is layered. And like, you know, we can go as as deep as the client wants to go with it. But yeah, yeah, like there's there's context. There's always context. There's always some story behind mm. what's leading you to this exact choice and decision right now or indecision, right? Mm. Like there's a reason. Absolutely. And so for those listening that are just like their neurons are firing, they're like, oh my gosh, like you know, what's a good place to start for them, whether that's with the exploration or a physical step, if if they're just like, how do I implement or how do I move forward? Any tips that you can share on, on how they can do that? Yeah, I think that getting clear is always helpful. I think getting, yeah, getting as detailed as you want to get with what that vision is, um, for what you want to do. And I think getting accountable Mm -hmm. also helps, Mm -hmm. right? So like, it's a beautiful thing to dream, to have vision boards, to have all these like Pinterest things. Mm -hmm. Like I love all of that stuff. Um, And then the next step is like, okay, well, how do I get there? Mm -hmm. What, what are the things that I need to do to get to that piece? What are some things I need to change to get me to this Mm -hmm. space? Um, and yeah, just getting support, whether that be through working with somebody like me, working with a friend, having somebody just check in on you around these goals that you have set for yourself and the different ways that you want to show up. Like, I think that starting with those three things would be really helpful and could lead to lots of shifts and Mm -hmm. changes Uh and they don't have to be, they don't have to cost a lot of money, right? Like Mm -hmm. even just like just journaling and just really getting clear with yourself and just assessing after the day, like, okay, like, is that what I imagined? Is that how, is this how I want to show up today? Is this how I want to show up in my home? No. Okay. I'll try again tomorrow. Yes. Okay, great. Let me redo that. Like just having those little tiny moments of noticing can really go a long way. Absolutely. And if they're listening, they're saying, well, Kayla, I want to work with you. (laughs) What does that look like? And how would they reach you? Um, I'd say, great, call me. <laughs> you can just um, head to my website and we can book a discovery call. We can just talk through because I really like to, I want to make sure that we are a good fit for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can walk through my services. Um, I do one-on-one work. I also do group work. I've got some group co- programming coming out Ooh. soon. Yes, curate your life. It'll be open February 1st and I'll be hosting some webinars about it so people can learn more about me and more about my framework. 
Um, and those courses will start in April. Um, and I also work with companies. So say you want to work with me one-on-one, but you're like, oh, I don't know. That's such a huge commitment. I don't know if I have time. Have your company hire me. I love talking about ease in the workplace. I love talking about liberation in the workplace. Listen, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother call. <laughs> Because, another call. <laughs> because that is so important, especially as, you know, even with working from home and finding that balance or going back to the office, because that is a hard transition. Um, so yeah, companies, uh, please give her a call if you want your employees to come back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kayla, before I ask you my last question, is there anything else you want to leave the listeners with? Hmm. I will leave them with sometimes with my questionings, it can get a little like, Oh my God, I have so much to change right now. You don't. It's okay. Mm. Extend some grace. Mm. We are all doing the absolute best we can right now, given the skills that we have. Mm. Beautiful words. We are doing the absolute best with the skills that we have. And, and that is so important because, you know, we can be as people so judgmental and hard on ourselves and be our biggest critic, but like showing ourselves mm-hmm. some grace and, and I love how you've, you've helped us and walked us through how to have that in our home because a lot of times that our homes don't feel safe and you really mm-hmm. helped us kind of have our ears perked up to acknowledging that and really exploring why doesn't it feel safe and how we can do that. Yeah. Thank you. My last question for you is what's in your cup? And what that is, it's where I ask my my listeners and my guests, um, you know, what are three things that you need to brighten up your day and your week? You, what do you need to kind of pour into your soul? And while um, you think of your answer, I'm going to give you mine. So the three okay. things, especially from, from this conversation, you know, I'm adding organization because I feel like when I have a little bit more I won't say structure, but when I kind of know where things are and when I have a little bit more of that clarity, I feel better. I feel a little bit more freer. So organization, definitely liberation, liberation, not only in my home, but the other places and spaces that I occupy, because I do want to show up as myself and I want to explore when I can't and why that's happening. And is that something internal or something external? So liberation, Um, and peace, you know, I think this was a great reminder that peace is a priority and and to add that wherever I go, um, especially in my home, because that should, that's your place to be and show up as yourself. And so always again, to have my ear perked up to that. So my cup is filled with organization, liberation, and peace. Kayla, what are you adding to your day and your week? Oh man, yours is so good. Um, it, it could be as I, physical as a cup of tea. It can be anything that you need. I will go with um, ease. Mm. I love ease. I don't think that things, even when things are not necessarily easy, they still can be done with ease. Mm. Um, grace, because again, like a, just I just constantly need to remind myself and others to extend lots of grace our way um and trust i think trust in that if you are focusing on liberation if you're focusing on having more ease in your home and life that all the work that you're putting in 
the universe will notice that and it will respond. Fantastic words to live by. Have a fantastic rest of your day in your beautifully warm weather. (laughs) Why we're cold on the East Coast (laughs) and be well. Yes, you too. Stay safe.